0: Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt
1: Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell.
0: What is the Gone Boss Podcast?
1: Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss.
0: This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765 233 2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today?
1: Today, we have Rhonda Ward, Director of Diversity of Muncie Community Schools.
0: We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up?
1: A virtual coffee talk. These are audience favorites. She wants to attend.
0: She can bring her own coffee. <laughs> she can bring her own
1: coffee or apple juice, maybe. But this is going to be Thursday, November 5th.
0: Already in November? That's after the election.
1: That is after the election. So you're going to go vote
0: yeah on, on tuesday. the third
1: on tuesday or before uh and then on the fifth you're going to come to this virtual coffee talk which is at, at your own home or at your own office or wherever you feel most convenient
0: in front of your personal digital device such as a laptop or an ipad or
1: even your phone you could participate those android
0: if you, devices
1: those android devices your whatever floats your boat from eight o'clock in the morning to 9 30.
0: What are they going to be discussing?
1: We are talking about rafting the rapids, build tough teams to withstand rough waters. And one of your favorite people is going to be presenting. Who is it? Am I setting you up? Are you going to you say your favorite person? No, this person is Laura Lee Heights.
0: Oh, she is one of my favorite. She's people. one of
1: your favorite. She was a former guest of gone boss as well.
0: Her and I got to hang out not even a month ago with our cameras and we traded uh, tips, tips and, and tricks, tricks. Of- photography you got to be camera buddies exactly that was so much fun
1: i know well you're gonna have so much fun learning from her coffee talk when the water gets rough teams lose their way in 2015 harvard business school studied 95 teams within 25 leading companies and found that 75 percent of them are dysfunctional dysfunctional teams. So during this night I
0: believe it most of the most of my working career oh. even here I think is a dysfunctional team.
1: You think we're a dysfunctional team?
0: You're the best team. You
1: have the best boss, don't you forget it, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> so during this 90 minute presentation and breakout, you're going to overview research about teams, what it takes to create a high performance team and an opportunity for participants to assess their own team's performance. Yeah, maybe you can go and assess our team's performance. Husband.
0: Well, to see Laura Lee one more time, that would be
1: great. Yes, absolutely.
0: Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio with us today, we have Rhonda Ward, Assistant Principal at Muncie Central High School. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself?
0: Doing very well. well. Now, that's not your only title at Muncie Central. What else do you have?
2: I have recently been appointed the new Director of Diversity for Muncie Community School District. Okay. So, how's that going? It's going very well. I actually started July 1st of this year, so I kind of hit the the ground running. The
0: COVID year. So (laughs) the
2: COVID year. Tell us about that. Virtual and in
0: person and all that good stuff. Stuff. Yes,
2: yes. Well, it's been good because we haven't had all of our students. Um, we've only had probably about 900 something of our students. And we have about 12, 1300 students at Muncie Central. So that part's been kind of nice. Of course, we want all of our students in person. Um, but it's been kind of nice because I have had some extra time to actually do some diversity work so that part has worked out really nice. Um, in my role as assistant principal I do a lot of the discipline so I handle a lot of the discipline, the referrals that come through so that can keep me pretty busy oh, at times, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been great so far though. Okay, good. well very good. Tell us about the program
0: like what are you doing out there?
2: Well what I am doing is um, this role actually I was appointed, like I said, July 1st, and some of the things I've been working on um, are ensuring that all of our students feel safe and feel welcome. Our families, our students feel safe and welcome in our buildings. We want to make sure that everyone on the front lines working with our students um, feel very comfortable in doing that and we also want the students to feel very comfortable and at ease. I have put together some training for our frontline um, workers such as our security officers and our bus line, bus drivers, excuse me. They did some implicit bias training and some cultural competency training back in the summer and I also planned that training for some of our teachers in our buildings so um, we feel like I said it's very important that our students feel safe and feel um, welcome in all of the schools and we want the educators and all of those on the front lines working with them to feel safe and comfortable as well working with our students. Because we know they all come from various backgrounds oh, and yeah. you know, some of them have very challenged backgrounds and so it can be difficult at times. And so we just want everyone to know exactly what to do, how to connect with them and how to reach them so that the students can do their best.
1: Right. Because I would imagine it would be hard to learn if you're coming into a situation where you don't feel safe or understood and Absolutely. and that kind of thing. So to make sure everybody's on the on, starting on the, on the right page. foot and on the same page is important, I think. So. Absolutely. Excellent. Yes.
0: Now, what was this the result of? I guess I'm thinking back over the summer where everything blew up. So, uh, <laughs> is it is it a part of that, or was it already thought about before the summer?
2: It was. It was already thought about way before that, which I am happy about. Um, we started meeting. A group of us started meeting last year, along with Dr. K, our superintendent, mm-hmm. put together a cadre, a district cadre. Um, we have recently named ourselves the District Equity Team, and that consists of, like I said, our super. Superintendent, One of our school board members, Watasha Barnes Griffin, mm-hmm. and then our director of elementary instruction and a couple other teachers that work in the schools. We all kind of came together and just started kind of addressing some of the concerns and some of the issues that we have heard about and seen in our buildings. And so we put that group together. And then from there, it just kind of went, you know. Got bigger. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Well, that's good. That's a good team to have together working on those issues. It is. And we meet
2: periodically and we just kind of touch bases with each other and any issues or concerns that come up, we address them. And with me being in the role, I'm there to address them. So it's, it's nice. Cool. It's worked out well.
0: So tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you get here? From where?
1: Or maybe That's, you've been here all along. I exactly. <laughs> I am from Muncie. Okay. I'm a native
2: of Muncie. I'm right. Munsonian. Uh, yes, I'm Munsonian, born and raised all here. Right. I graduated from Muncie Northside High School. So we know it's a middle school now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I um, graduated from Muncie Northside High School. And from there, I went away to college to Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, I was very fortunate to run track and cross country there under um, an Olympic coach, world renowned Olympic track coach, um, Edward S. Timber. Simple. went there ran cross country as well as track um, got my degree in psychology a lot of people don't know this but okay. my bachelor's degree is actually in psychology and so um, from there I came back to Muncie wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet you know how that is oh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> young and just unsure but came back here and started working um, at Claypool Elementary School okay. as an instructional assistant So I started out doing that, really liked it a lot, really made some good connections with the students there. Um, And I knew, I always knew I wanted to work with with kids, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't know in which capacity at the time. So I started working there as an instructional assistant. And then the next year it was in the second grade classroom, never forget it. And then the second year I started working as a library assistant. And um, the principal at the time was Dr. Homer Jackson. And he says, Rhonda, you're so good with the students. You really ought to think about going back and getting your math masters in education. So I thought about that and I knew I really liked what I was doing. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. So um, I went to Ball State and got my master's in elementary education. And it was kind of funny because I had to actually get my certification in teaching. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of doing double duty. I was working (laughs) on the certification part, taking those courses as well as working on that master's degree. And so I did that and um, did my student teaching and then a coaching position came open. And um, I started coaching cross country at Muncie Central High School. okay, And then I ended up getting my first teaching job at Longfellow Elementary School. And then the track coaching assistant job came open. So I did that. So I was kind of working with the elementary kids, you know, for a part of the day. And then I would leave there and just shoot right up to the (laughs) high school. school. Yeah, so I was going from one extreme to the other, literally, (laughs) you know, these first graders up to these high school students working with them. So it it was a great experience. And um, I just kind of went from there. Um, I was teaching as i mentioned. mentioned, stepped away from it for a little bit. And like I said, a lot of people don't know that either. But I stepped away and I started working at the NCAA Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis, really kind of wanting to relocate from Muncie. Mm -hmm. And so I thought and I took that position part time. It was an an after school um, character ed program. We went around and um, to different schools throughout the Indianapolis area. And we taught the kids about good sportsmanship, you know, what it takes to be a good student athlete, mm-hmm. which was fun. And that was kind of my background. Yeah, so I thought I'm cool. loving this. Maybe I was <laughs> keeping my fingers crossed the whole time, hoping that something full time would become of it. And it didn't. So darn it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after that, though, I um, started working with a program called CAPE which stood for Mm C-A-P-E, it stood for um, Community Alliance to Promote Education. It was an after-school program working with the at-risk students, which I loved. It was something about working with those students who were underprivileged, underserved. That was just my niche. I loved Mm -hmm. it. And so I started working with that program. And um, for two and a half years, it was funded through a grant through the Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like the principal. um, I really was kind of acting principal in that role because it was an after-school program. So my hours were from like 10 in the morning to 6 at night because I had to wait until the students were out of school. which was around 2.30. And so I worked from 10 to 2, just kind of doing the planning. I hired students from Ball State to work alongside us. I worked with teachers. I worked closely with the principal, the counselors. And I was kind of that go-between, that liaison between Mm -hmm. the parents and the um, teachers and the families, which the teachers in the building. I was housed at Garfield Elementary School. And so the teachers in the building loved that. Um, We did, after school, we did homework with the students. We gave them a snack. We took them on field trips. I did home visits with them. And if students didn't do, let's say their homework, you know, the teachers would contact me. And so I would call the parents and kind of get them involved, try to anyway, Mm -hmm. and um, kind of get everybody on the same page. So um, that's really where my administrative journey really started. Because after that program ended, is when I decided to go um, back and get my administrative license. And so I did that through Indiana Wesleyan University. So I ended up getting my administrative license. I went back and taught first, grade and um, finished that up and then I was interventionist and a data coach so I've kind of really been all out there yes quite a few things I have have, yes I did that and then um, I ended up when I was data coach for two years at East Washington Academy I had started looking for administrative positions and then lo and behold um, an assistant principal and athletic directors position so it was like a double role. I guess I'm used to these double (laughs) Double roles. (laughs) yes double duty Um, opened up at Wilson Middle School which is no longer in Mm -hmm. existence but that's kind of where I got my stop in the administrative uh, on the administrative journey I was there for three years as AP and AD and then from there um, Wilson closed at the end of that third year and I ended up over at Southside Middle School for just probably a matter of days I think it was like seven days before I was moved over to Central High School and so I've been there ever since I'm going on my seventh year as assistant principal so it's it's been nice to um, be appointed the director of diversity because I felt like it was kind of time for a change yeah and start moving in a different direction so
0: now you've been around from the big switchover and change... Uh, Southside and Central and all that kind of stuff. Talk to me a little bit about that, about all the change that happened in a short amount of time, really.
2: Yes, it did. And the funny thing about that was ironic because that first year um, of the merger, I started out at Southside Middle School, which is obviously where I thought I was going to be. But like I said, I was there probably seven days and then I was moved over to the high school. The neat thing about that was the students that I had worked with um, for the three years at Wilson Middle School were freshmen. And so I'll never forget our eighth grade recognition was so sad because I had been with these students since they were in elementary. Oh, yeah. So we had been together, had developed some strong bonds and relationships. But when that merger came, um, and I remember that eighth grade recognition, we were all in tears. Mm -hmm. And just I was so sad because I had been with them for so long. But I didn't start out. Their freshman year, they were at Central, and of course, I didn't start out there because I was at Southside Middle School. But I remember um, being told and asked, volunteered, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> that I was going to be going over to Central, and so I was so excited about it because I knew I'd get to be with my students again. So that part was really good. A lot of those kids knew me when I walked in the door; they were Miss Ward, you know. So that was great. Um, the merger itself was very interesting. I think the parents and the community made it a lot worse. Yeah. than what it actually was. Now, it wasn't perfect. You know, there were students that had a few issues. We had a few challenges mm-hmm. at first, but the students adjusted pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, and I was there with them and I saw it. And like I said, it wasn't perfect. You know, there were kids that were like, hey, I don't know about those, you know. So mm-hmm. there, there were central kids that said, hey, I don't know about those Southside kids and vice versa. Oh, which yeah. We expected that, you know. That's just the way it was because we've always had that rival between oh. the two and all of yeah, that. Yeah, and That's, then when
1: you combine them, it's... Uh, you Yes. Yes.
2: It wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be, at least from what I was hearing from the community and the parents. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they made it way worse than what it was because kids will adjust, especially if you have people around them that are there to support them and give them that, you know, that positive feedback and encouragement. They they adjust.
1: Yeah, they figure it out.
2: Yes.
0: Now, what about this Ball State takeover situation?
2: How has that been? That has been good. You know, and you hear all kinds of things from the community, from people, but it's been good for us because we've been able to have some resources that we normally wouldn't have had, Mm -hmm. you know, with Ball State coming in. A lot of support from them um, in our classrooms, which is great. That's a win-win for our Mm -hmm. students. Um, A lot of resources there and a lot of support from an academic standpoint. In terms of other ways that they've helped, as far as volunteering, we've had a lot more help in our buildings. And, of course, you know, more hands on deck is oh, yeah. always, you know, great and important. But um, I, I think it's been great overall, and we're, we're still working. We're still a work in progress. So I'm sure that sure there are more things to come in the future, but that that's been a win-win for all of us for the most part. which has been great. We've been very, very blessed to partner with them because like I said, it's it's been huge in a lot of ways and it's all to benefit our students, right? That's what we're Mm -hmm. there for. So they have benefited from it in in, in several ways, which has been great for them.
0: So we found out all about your career and, and your work. What about home life? What do you do?
2: What do I do? <laughs> I love to travel and I love to shop. I okay. love to hang out with my family and friends. And that's that's what you can find me doing when I am not working. As actively involved in community as I am, I, 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 I self-care is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I try to take care of myself every chance I get because life is so short. But I love to travel. Went to Europe last year. Um, my parents are avid travelers as well. And so I do a lot of family, family vacations, family time. Family okay. gatherings. Now, yep. tell me about that European trip. Like, where'd you go? Oh, we went to Italy. We started out in Barcelona. It was my first, you know, European trip. We flew to Barcelona, Spain, and we spent like a night there. And then we went to Italy from there, and nice. it was phenomenal. Yes, enjoyed it. Love bread, so that was oh, great. Yeah, to you eat. can't go there. <laughs> yes, the pasta. That, that oh, was all so I good. wanted to do was go and have pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was great it, it was awesome it was an awesome trip we went actually for one of my nephews um graduation from high school oh okay and um uh, was my brother and my sister and my parents my brother and his family my sister and my parents that went um and that was supposed to be a, a whole family trip with all of my siblings but it's car it's hard to juggle everyone's schedule at times oh, yeah. so yeah we lost two of them. They couldn't make it, but the rest of us went and had a ball.
1: That's fun. I, I only yes, have one sibling and trying to coordinate, you know, Christmases and schedules and all mm-hmm. that, so when you add more people in the mix, it just kind of muddles everything up.
2: <laughs> yes, it was a 10-day cruise, so oh, we, we had a ball. Yeah, had a We ball. were
1: supposed to be going on a cruise or something, like, right now. <laughs> we never actually mm. scheduled anything, Matt and I, but our 10-year anniversary is coming oh, up, wow. yeah, we We're going to do it in March. We
0: we're going to schedule it in March for October, and... Then this thing And happened. then corona yes. happened and
2: we're all <laughs> yes. we're all stuck maybe. here. So mm-hmm. well, congratulations. Maybe, maybe on eleven two years. years. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We'll got to definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, we'll see about <laughs> that. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Africa. Africa. Yeah. Italy, it was Italy, but now that I've well, been you to be you <laughs> checked right. that scratched that one off, a right? little that one off. So now it's Africa. I've just always wanted to of see what it's like. see what it's of course, my parents of course, they parents have everywhere, They've of everywhere. And um, they come back and just share all kinds of stories kinds of yeah, their experience. And so that's just one place that I would really—it's one of the places I would like to go. that cool. yeah, just comes to my mind.
1: What's something you wish you had known when you were first starting out?
2: I wish I had known that education is actually what I wanted to do like way back then because I could have gotten into that like right away. Yes. And would have more years under my belt than I do <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I'm glad I found it when I did though. Everything, timing is everything, and so yeah. it's it's all working out for me. But that's one thing I wish I had known that going in, mm-hmm. which is why I stress to my students, you have to have a plan and know what you want to do. Yeah. And we talk about that now, <laughs> especially with my juniors and seniors. Oh, yes, yeah.
1: figure you know? out your plan. That's right. Or at least a general idea of your plan we've got a mm-hmm. junior as well we're like so what what are you thinking what that's do you right. want to do yeah,
2: that's so important
1: right now he's like i think i want to play music i'm like well that's great mm-hmm. but we need something
2: else <laughs> that's right that's right that plan b let's,
1: let's have a backup too mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and now it's time for the lightning round quick questions and quick answers number one question What's your favorite band or artist?
2: Favorite band or artist? Gosh, I have several guys. Several. Well, oh, you can have
1: more than one. That's a, okay. That's allowed. Well,
2: and I love gospel music too. So Hezekiah Walker, Ooh. John P. Key. I love those choirs. Traditional choir us. music. Yes. Oh we were just gosh.
1: listening to that on our speaker last <laughs> night. Matt, Matt did not grow up the same way that I did. No. He's like, no, "Who no, are okay. these people?" <laughs> but I'm like, it's amazing. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Um, R and B music. I love Zap mm-hmm. featuring Roger. Oh my gosh, love him. Um, love old school music. A lot of old school music. Cool. Yeah.
1: Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Okay.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Those early birds are overrated.
2: (laughs) What's your favorite book? Favorite book. Here we go again. I have several. A Will to Win is one that I really like. It's really basically about the athletic programs at Tennessee State University. We have a rich history of um, athletics. A lot of people who have played in the um, NFL, NBA, a lot of people have gone to the olympics and it's a book that was comprised um several years ago and it's just the history of the athletic programs at tennessee state university so love it
1: have you ever met anyone famous
2: yes and recently on my europe trip european trip um we walked right into dion sanders Really? really walked right into him, and I didn't even realize it was him. I was in front of my family; my sister was a little ways behind me, and he and Tracy Edmund came walking toward us. And so I'm just enjoying myself, walking, you know, just walking having around. a ball, All right? <laughs> so I walk by, and my sister's behind me, and so she walks by. And she turns around and says, wait a minute, I know them. And I turned around, I'm like, what? Who? And she said, that's Deion Sanders and Tracy Edmond. Well, they heard her (laughs) and turned around, and it was like we had been knowing them forever. Took pictures with them, selfies. He put us on his Instagram. Oh, my God, it was awesome. Oh, Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, It was really cool. What's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure would be those crazy movies. I love those crazy movies. For example, Obsession the hand that rocks the cradle of okay. oh, the yeah. crazy oh, little, people movies yeah the <laughs> crazy people okay. movies yes and people are like you're nuts and I'm like oh my god they're the best are you kidding me they are I, yeah I like oh them. lifetime mm, <laughs> lifetime movie network that's me <laughs> all day crazy people movies <laughs> crazy yep that's right and I'm kind of I feel like I said I feel kind of bad you know but hey that's, that's what I like that's why we call
1: it a guilty pleasure <laughs> that's right? right that's
2: right so I'm okay <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm good
1: well in the same vein what is your favorite movie
2: Favorite movie? Ah, oh, guys, I guess I don't do favorites too well because <laughs> Sorry, I have, have so I got a few. Favorites. Yes, I've got. A, well, I named those movies. Um, let's see. Did I say Obsession? You did. Yep. Obsession yep. till death do us part. That was one recently that I watched. Um, Unlawful Entry. Mm. That was one. Yeah, all That's those were my favorites. All right, love them. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hidden talent? play piano
1: okay I
2: took piano lessons as a child my sisters and I and I play by music and our piano teacher she was all about the classical pieces so I can play Beethoven Tchaikovsky and I don't know about now but I did <laughs> and I play by music so I can't just you know sit down and start playing well I've memorized some of them so I could do that but I can't just hear something You're not and say, play, play by me. ear yeah, yeah I don't yeah. play by ear which I wish I could my but
1: piano teacher would never teach me how to play by ear because she, she said wanted you to she wanted me to play by the music mm-hmm. and now That's like, kinda how
2: ours was too I wish
1: I could I'm like dang it. <laughs> do a little better with that playing by ear thing. Yes,
2: <laughs> me too. That'd be awesome.
1: Do you sing in the shower? No. How about the car? oh yes in the car.
2: <laughs> i am a music person in the car sometimes i have to like catch myself because i'm like getting into it and i have to look and see if anybody's you know what's yeah. <laughs> Miss Ward doing it? somebody knows me you know but yeah oh yeah in the car
1: it's a whole nother story
2: <laughs> yes big time
0: <laughs> well, all right star wars or star trek neither you're neither mm-hmm.
2: oh. good answer, mm-hmm. good answer. <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember star trek as a kid my brothers loved it but ugh. I had no interest whatsoever, and still don't. I don't either. <laughs> What's your most used emoji on your phone? The crying laughing emoji. Oh, yes, yes, That's I use a good that one. one quite a bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm. My friends say and family say I'm easily amused. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that one definitely.
0: Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate thank it.
2: You. Thank you. I appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Yes. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, Angie's been on the internet again. What'd you dig up this time from <laughs> BuzzFeed or... This,
1: I think, might have been from Ranker.com.
0: Oh, the Ranker. Yeah, all. I think. Friend of ranker, the show. Ranker, Reddit, whatever.
1: Ranker, Reddit, BuzzFeed, Listicle, whatever.
0: You know, people in radio, they uh, they go to the same sources and stuff. Yeah, they just don't announce where that it's coming from.
1: Well, I feel like it's... Podcasting, everyone is very... They want to make sure they're not plagiarizing. And they all, re- they all cite their sources. Like, My Favorite Murder says, I found this on Murderpedia. <laughs> <laughs> did you know there's a murderpedia i did not know there was a murder-pedia. now you know
0: <laughs> oh my gosh you what what do they call you murder files or no
1: murderinos
0: murderinos that's right
1: yesterday you guys are asking me in the office because you're listening to some terrible music and you're like oh what are you listening to over there on your headphones angie i'm like oh a terrible murder podcast that you guys don't want to know about
0: <laughs> i know and you told us and the i story. told us you the story well, we're not tell, gonna tell no. the listeners the story no we can't tell Just that real sto- quick <laughs>
1: It's about some horrible serial killer. Something
0: about acid and pouring it down shot, your throat.
1: He put acid in people's like voice boxes so they would stay alive, but they couldn't like scream and yell and stuff like that. Oh my god, it was horrible. It's ter- that's that the sounds- worst one. It's the worst one I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Anyway, all right. all right, but we're gonna go to weird historical facts. Okay, all right. Did you know? that during a battle, Alexander the Great took an arrow in the lung and was operated on, and he survived. No, I did not know that. Yes, he...
0: Is that what made him so great?
1: I guess. I mean, he was great. He didn't die. So they they cut the arrow out of his chest. They protected him long enough to win the battle, and then they left the arrow in him while they kept fighting because okay. they were not giving up. And then after they won, they cut the arrow out of his chest, and he survived. He didn't die. He didn't get, like tons of bacteria in there and like get huh. gangrene
0: wow i that had to be a feat back then
1: Ooh, yeah gross did you know this is sort of relevant the state of oregon has exclusively voted by mail since 1998
0: what do you mean they don't go to the polls out there
1: nope they mail everyone gets their ballot mailed to them and everybody mails it back and guess what it works there's no voter fraud
0: no, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, so everybody in Oregon, they all vote by mail. Nobody has to go to the polls. You know, no why? one has to stand in the line.
0: You see, the trail ended in Oregon, so they <laughs> they survive. <laughs> they get a little easier.
1: It took me. I'm like the trail. What? <laughs> Pablo Picasso continued painting every day until his final day at age 91, when he died.
0: So he painted up until he actually died.
1: Yes. So that
0: unfinished painting, where is
1: it at? I'm going to tell you. Okay. He worked up until the day he passed at age 91, literally painting until 3 a.m. on Sunday, April 8th, which was just hours before his death. His last well-known self-portrait was done a little less than a year before his passing, entitled A Self-Portrait Facing Death.
0: So he knew it was coming.
1: I guess so. Sounds like it. I mean, you get to 91, don't you feel like you know it's coming at some point? Seems inevitable.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I mean, nobody's famous until they die. So when I die, I'm going to be so famous. Did you know the first doctor to suggest that you should wash your hands between patients was ridiculed and ostracized from the community?
0: I'm surprised they washed their hands back then.
1: They didn't. They didn't. (laughs) Like, it was kind of a badge of honor. Like... They would have their aprons and their scrubs on, and they'd yeah. be like so bloody and gross, right? And then they just walk into the next guy's room or whatever, and like you like knew, a boss. yeah, like a boss, like you knew that they were a bad I just, doctor.
0: I just came from the movie Hostel.
1: Let's go. Exactly. I just chopped the guy's leg off next door. I'm now I'm ready to do what? What's wrong with your arm? <laughs> Let's go. So anyway, he was. They ridiculed him that they should wash their hands before surgery, and he was like, "No, guys, I'm telling you." This is how we spread. This is a good idea. This is a good idea. We don't even know about germs yet, but I'm telling you, if you wash your hands, we'll have less of them. And they were like, no, you're crazy. And then eventually, obviously, science proved them right. But yeah. Now we all wash our hands like crazy people because we got a pandemic. (laughs) Did you know that during production of Prince of Egypt, workers who were not doing well would get punished and they'd send them to work on Shrek? What? Oh, (laughs) Prince of...
0: Okay. I was like, that was a cartoon movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay so the animators
1: should we try this again no oh, i think that's funny okay so the animators if they were sucking and yeah. like you 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 suck you need to be punished well we're gonna punish you by making you go work down on, go down the hall work on shrek <laughs> and they called it getting shrekt
0: <laughs> and shrek was a super big huge hit
1: m- princess of egypt was a pretty good but hit not too. as
0: big as shrek no. which has become part of our
1: culture vernacular zeitgeist yeah. all of the
0: above all of the above <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> In Sweden, if you drive at or below the speed limit, and there are, you know, those cameras that catch your speeding or whatever. Yeah. So if those cameras catching you driving the speed limit or below, they enter you into a lottery where you can win money. And the money, the prize money, yeah. it is funded from all the fines that the people who do all, do all the speeding, they pay. That
0: worked great on 32 between farmland and Muncie.
1: <laughs> those, I had somebody pass me. I was going to the speed limit. In the school zone, with the lights blinking, they passed me on 32. Blew <laughs> right by me. I'm like, "Where's the cop? Come on, let's go get this guy." Anyway, so that guy would get a ticket, and then I would get put in a lottery because I was obeying the law, and I could win the money. It's like be
0: cool? winning free parking. Free parking in Monopoly. in Monopoly.
1: But did you know in Monopoly, what you're not supposed to put all that money in free parking?
0: That that's no wise
1: tale. No, that I've read the rules <laughs> because I am a rule follower, and I know that's not how you're supposed to play Monopoly. Did you know? That Elvis Presley's manager, who was, like, a not nice guy, but yeah. his, like, business manager, sold I Hate Elvis pins so that he could make money even on the haters of Elvis.
0: I wonder if the people who represent Taylor Swift do the same thing.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, but back then he is, was in the what 60s or whatever.
0: Would would sell pins? Yeah, I hate Elvis. Right.
1: That way, when people to the bought haters. right, and they he'd put them you know wherever they'd be selling them and stuff. And so even if the haters bought an I hate Elvis pin, well Elvis was still making money. Did you know that British sailors on the HMS Dolphin in the 18th century they compromised the ship's structural integrity by trading iron nails that like held the ship together. Yeah. For sexual favors to the Tahitian women.
0: They would take the nails out, get off the boat and say, here's a nail for in trade for sexual favors.
1: Yes. So, yes, they would exchange sex for iron. So they started pulling the nails out. The resulting trade became so extensive that the loss of nails started to threaten the ship's structural integrity.
0: (laughs) You got any iron, sailor? Us for this episode of Gone Boss,
1: be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss.
1: If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765 233 2640. That's 765 233 2640. We might just use it on the show.
0: Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us.
1: If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find
2: out who has Gone Boss. Gone Boss.